Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Seek First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being with us, everybody. You just caught me right in the middle of a yawn. <laughs> we don't usually record um, later in the evening because, little fun fact about me, I am a sleeper and I am much more of a morning person, but tonight you're catching me on a night call, or night recording, <laughs> night call. A night call. <laughs> a night recording. So I'm really sorry if my thoughts are a little bit of a disaster today, but thanks for joining us again. And we can't thank you enough um, to everybody who has been sharing on social media and I'm sure even just kind of by word of mouth, it truly means so much to us. Um, and you all are a tremendous blessing to us. Uh, thank you also for those ratings and reviews because those help us get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this week we are a little bit ahead of the game, um, but we are going to be talking about something that kind of uh, locks in and ties in with New Year's. And um, New I know New Year's we, kind of more so. Also, I think I don't know. I feel like it's more of like a holiday thing. That's true. Yeah, definitely, definitely could just be holidays in general. Um, so we already kicked off our Christmas conversations pretty early. So we're just kind of, kind of continuing with that. Um, we're talking about rest today and the reason why this is kind of triggered in our minds is because as we look around in society, um, this time of year with Thanksgiving and Christmas and then jumping into the new year, there's so much pressure all around us. I don't care who you are. There's just... A tremendous amount of pressure, whether it be decorating your home and make, having your home look beautiful, whether it be making Christmas cookies, you know, and your your sugar cookies look terrible, and then you look on Instagram and you see <laughs> somebody else's look just absolutely gorgeous, and then you see a family picture and you see, wow, how do they get their kids to smile for a picture? And you feel like you can't even get your family to church on time. Um, we get it. Like, it is a real struggle this time of year. And how does anyone adopt rest as a mentality you're probably listening to this thinking yeah right this is the craziest time of year uh we don't sleep and there's just a lot of pressure i mean andrew what do you where would you say that you feel pressure this time of year like what what's something that that pressures you oh man uh pressure this time of year i feel like my um i don't know that's so hard I'd say pressure this time of year uh, probably comes in like the, uh, sorry to all the family that's listening, the family gatherings and the food. Because mm-hmm. it's like... That's so true for you. <laughs> like every, everybody has, for those of you that don't know me on a personal level, I eat a lot. Um, but then sometimes I feel like I show up to family dinners and it's like, then there's so much. And it's all such good food that it's like, well, I have to eat something of everything. And because everyone knows Andrew enjoys eating, like, it's something he enjoys. Like, when I come home and I've cooked, he gets so excited. So the whole family, like, on a holiday, they're like, oh, Andrew's going to love this (laughs) because he loves to eat. And so then there's that pressure of him, like, having to try everything from everybody. Yeah, and when you you walk in and you feel like your pants are already on their last leg and (laughs) and then you've got to... You've got to eat everything, and it's not that I feel, I guess I shouldn't, I don't want it to sound like I feel obligated, but, you know, it's just, it's just that thing of, like, oh, it's, it's Thanksgiving, you got to eat ten plates. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have to, but I'm going to. And, and it's like, Andrew, I didn't see you, you didn't try mine. <laughs> so, oh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> so funny. I would say that's, that's probably one of the biggest, uh, I don't know, I would say that might be it. 
Yeah, I definitely can see that. I'm hard on myself. I'm I'm a I'm very if you those of you who know, um, know Enneagrams and you look at that at all, I'm an Enneagram three. And so I am a goal setter. I like to achieve things. I like to see progress. And so uh, not only is um, my my home being decorated nicely important to me, not only is um, making as many cookies as I can important to me so I can give them to people, but it's also really important for me to start thinking about the new year and start setting goals on how I can be better and how I can improve. And I'm really bad about not just allowing myself to just you know what it's okay if that doesn't get done that's fine and Andrew is really uh trying to help me with that this year especially <laughs> being nine months pregnant <laughs> yes yeah there's a there's I feel like there's a lot of things at the holidays that but yeah you're definitely a, a people pleaser and you love to uh you love to to kind of check those things off the list to make sure that um you know people are people are happy and people are feeling loved so sometimes it's okay to just say Hold on, let's let's hit the brakes a little bit and let's pull back. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm I'm slowly learning. <laughs> um, but I think that something else to kind of when when we're thinking about rest, um, not just in the holidays, but in life in general, in in the current season that we live in, um, it's so hard to not talk about um, screens and our phones and um, just texting and social media and email and how it's all at our fingertips and we're so exhausted because we can't turn off all these voices that are feeding into our day and I think a lot of times um, we're irritable and we don't know why we're frustrated and we don't know why um, it's harder for us to to honestly just be tolerant just to tolerate one another let alone love each other because we are so bogged down by the constant communication and the voice like your the voices that are playing into your day like you you can't just let your phone go off right. and leave it right it's constantly there i mean think about it for, even from a sense of like during covid we entered a new season where a lot of us had to have church online and i want i mean for me church was always a place where when we sat down and a sermon was being preached like okay turn it off, phone's out of the picture, and you are glued, locked in. But when you're in the comfort of your home, and it's a little bit different, it's so much easier when your phone goes off to just grab it, or um, to just be distracted by anything else in your home. Right, absolutely. And I think it's so important that in talking about rest is to, yeah, those, whatever that is, whether that's, um, that's social media, or that's uh, you know, just media, whether that's key, TV, if you watch cable, or if it's uh, streaming like Hulu, Netflix, whatever it is that you're on, yeah. is to give all of that a rest also. Holidays sure. are, are, I mean, we should always be striving to spend quality time and, and showing our family, you know, that we love them and be willing to sacrifice, not just family, but friends, you know, people in our life. That we should be willing to sacrifice and spend time with them, and even more so at the holidays. So, Take the time to, instead of watching a third episode of something, is maybe take that time and FaceTime somebody that you haven't talked to in a week or two. Yeah. Uh, call a family member or text them. You know, just simple. Um, I'm saying, you know, get away from this and use your screen to do something else. But it's it's that reaching out and showing love. And then it's also if you have that 
that blessing and that luxury to be able to go in person and spend time there with your family. I think do that as much as you can also and yeah. and be able to just give give the media world, give social media, give the politics, give everything that's just constantly just grabbing and pulling at your attention. Give that a rest. Let your mind rest from that and just focus on people and loving people this holiday season. But I think it's also okay, okay to address in this moment Andrew, that might be good for you because you recharge from that. Yeah. But I don't always because you might have a personality like me that you love people, but you do it so, um, like, I don't even know how to describe this, but I give so much of my heart when I'm with someone. Like, I can't just halfway do it. Um, if you're telling me a story, I have to be completely present. Like, um, it's just part of who I am. I don't even know how to describe a, it. And it it's draining for me. I was going to say, for lack of a better term, it's almost like it's work for you. Yeah. Like, spending time with people, for me, is it's like, that's gas in my tank to yeah. keep going. Absolutely. And for you, it's like, it's like that's floor to the, pedal to the floor of, like, spending all the gas out of your tank. Right. And I love it and I enjoy it and I feel fulfilled doing it, but I also have to recognize there has to be a balance. And I think that's a great point of communication in a marriage is you have to communicate to your spouse. They may be scheduling all these dinners through the holidays with people, um, not knowing that that exhausts you and wears you out. Like you have to communicate with one another and let each other know, like, what you need in this season you can't just keep it to yourself because I mean we talk all the time about how you can't read each other's mind you ha you can't just expect it from the other person but so Andrew's talking about how you know if he puts media down talking to a family member or a relative or a friend may help him recharge but for me that's not always the case um and so I think it's really important to just be aware um, and, and if there's the first thing that you could do listening, if you're a note taker, just writing down, you know, awareness, like sit down and be aware. What voices are you allowing to play into your mind, into your life that are exhausting you and that are keeping you from getting rest? I mean, think about it. Um, going back to the media side, Pinterest. Well, that voice is telling you your house isn't good enough. <laughs> um, Instagram, it. The, the pictures that you're seeing are telling you that you um, maybe aren't pretty enough because you see all these filters. You jump on Facebook and maybe you see, oh, my family doesn't get along like their family. My family has way more issues than that family. And it makes you feel like your family isn't good enough. You pull up your email and you see from your boss that your productivity isn't where it should be. And so all of these voices are weighing on you and bringing you down. And so I can't help but go to Psalm 46.10 that just says, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And I think that verse is overquoted and underinterpreted. Interpret. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. In interpreted. Interpreted. Thanks. Like I said, it's evening in our <laughs> recording tonight. <laughs> interpreted. Thank you. Um, and what I mean by that is I think that a lot of times we quote verses because they sound good, but we don't break them down, practically speaking, and think about how they can apply. And dig into the, yeah. what is the true meaning of and it. And I think if we break that verse down and we look at it, so the first part saying, be still, okay, that doesn't mean adding, um, you know, uh, another, um, or checkmarking another thing off your to-do list, folding laundry. Um, it means silencing the voices, 
when's the last time that you sat down to pray and you completely turned your phone off or put it on airplane mode or left it in another room? When's the last time you prayed with no music? I know, hard to believe. Um, when is the last time that you just sat down and let, as the word says, let God quiet you with his love? And not making requests, not expressing things, but just sat you know, where, wherever that is for you, wherever you pray, but just to be quiet and to just be still and to not let your mind wander. Um, so that's the first part. So being still, and then it says, and to know that I am God. And you might be thinking, okay, how do I, how do I do that? How do I just sit and know that he's God? That doesn't make sense. Um, I think one really practical way is to quote scripture about his character. So, um, I'm a note card person. So for me, a practical way to live this out would be, you know, to sit in my prayer spot with everything else, all the noise quieted and on each, you know, um, card, I might write a different verse that tells me about God's character. So sitting, being still and quoting, you know, first John four, eight, God is love. He loves me. Yeah. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. If he did a miracle before, he'll do it again. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is patient toward you. He's not frustrated. He's not annoyed. He's not, um, you know, really aggravated that you haven't spent more time in prayer. No, he's patient. First um, John 1, 15. God is light. Isaiah 40, 20, and 8. He does not grow tired or weary. You might be exhausted, but he can be your source of strength. Um, Psalms 30 and 5, his anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. And those are just some of some of the verses that I pulled out about God's character that practically speaking, can you just sit and and say out loud audibly about the character of God and who he is and know who he is? Because there is power in the scripture that you don't need to add or take anything from that can just give you peace and you can draw rest from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just so much of what you're saying there is it kind of all stems from this core of of your your rest, whether that be physically or mentally or emotionally, whatever it is, you, you, spiritually even, your rest that you're taking in is going to hinge and start from what is your comparison. Because if you're comparing yourself with this world, mm-hmm. if you're comparing yourself of the of the media and what everything exists around you, you're always going to feel this urgency to have to be busy, to have to be on to the next thing, to be on top of something, to do something else. But when you could be- begin to compare your, your life to God, yeah. you begin to compare your life to the Word, it gives you that peace of mind and knowing that God loves me as I am. I am who he made me and in that I am everything that he designed me to be. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm perfect or not, no matter how much I mess up, no matter what I've been through, this is how God created me. And when you find that peace, when you find that love, you can rest in your everyday life, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing, you can begin to find that rest and that peace of mind and that peace of heart over so many things. Yeah. And I think rest also... Um, Rest is mentioned a lot in the Bible. It's all over the place. We can see it from the very beginning um, in Genesis chapter 2. Of course, if you've, if you've read Genesis at all, you probably know that God created for six days. He spoke things and made new things and created. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 that on the seventh day, he rested. 
And there from the very beginning, God gives us, I think, the example that rest is important, that taking a break, pulling back from things, shutting things off, stopping everything you're doing is a very important factor. Not only did God take time to rest, but in verse 3, it says that he blessed and sanctified it and made the day holy because he had rested. So God blessed and sanctified, which if you translate those, means that God made rest holy. If you read in Leviticus, the Bible tells us to be holy for I am holy. Mm -hmm. So if God made rest a holy thing, and then he tells us to be holy, I think you can pretty clearly interpret that to say that God is telling you that rest is an essential part of your life. And whenever you work, for me... I would say one other thing I, I maybe Lauren asked me earlier, what do I struggle with? I think another thing I struggle with this time of year is it's so hard for me. I'm self-employed and I do construction and it's so hard for me sometimes to balance jobs this time of year because you don't want to feel like you're pressuring people to keep you working at their house and them keep paying you whenever it's the middle of the holiday and they got to pay for everything and they've got people maybe coming to their house for family gatherings, but you've got their house ripped apart, renovating it and it's a mess and it's that pressure of feeling like, okay, I've, I've still got to work so I can pay my bills and I can provide for my family. But at the same time, I've got to back off these people and let them enjoy their holiday and not overwork myself being self-employed. Every day I take off is a day unpaid. And so not work myself to the point of, well, I overwork to the point that I don't even get to spend time with my family and enjoy my holiday. And so for me, that's another thing I think I maybe struggle with is balancing that. And it can be easy for me anyway, and maybe you, depending on your line of work and what you do, it can be easy to feel like work is that important priority to to do all the time and to focus on and, and you know, maybe not take a day off, just, you know, i got to get a little bit done every day. But whenever you have made more important your work, if you've made work more important and you've made taking time to rest, then what you're doing is you're idolizing your work. And you're neglecting what God instructed you to do, is to take time and to rest. And I know that's hard to think about because you say, well, maybe I have to work six days a week or seven days a week to provide for my family. And if that's your situation, I'm not faulting you for for having to do that. You have to do what works for your family. But it's not the point of have to. It's the point of what can you do and what are you doing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you take that and you've focused so much on your work and you've made that a priority over everything, you idolize that over your relationship with God, over taking time to rejuvenate yourself, over time to recoup yourself and be able to be an example of who he is. Because let's be honest, when we're not rested, we're probably more irritable, we're not focused, we're not, we're easily frustrated. And there's, there's so many things that maybe we can, it shifts our attitude, it shifts our perspective, and it changes the person that we can be and the example that we can be simply because we didn't take time and we didn't rest. In Exodus 16, uh, we see the Lord is using Moses to tell people, the people of Israel, to honor the Sabbath day. And this is when manna is coming down from heaven. And he tells them, on the sixth day, gather twice as much, because on the seventh day, no manna will come forth. He's telling them, that on the seventh day, you don't need to go out and work to pick it up or to collect your manna, or, but simply just enjoy the rest. Just enjoy the time being there. And I think rest is another interesting topic, too, whenever you start to look at the parallel of New Testament and Old Testament, because Old Testament law says that the Sabbath was the day of rest and that you were supposed to do no work or you weren't, you know, there were so many things that you were not to be a part of. 
Yet in the New Testament, we see that on the Sabbath, Jesus both healed people and um, there's an example of Jesus was picking grain to eat because he was hungry one day. And we see the Pharisees in both of these situations. Uh, one of them is in Mark chapter 2. Um, we see the Pharisees are kind of calling out Jesus and saying, Hey, the law says that you're not to work on Sabbath, but you are, um, which for the record, Sabbath is literally means to rest in the Hebrew language. And so they were saying, today is the day of rest, yet you are ignoring that and you are picking grain or you're ignoring that and you're healing, you are doing works on these days. And Jesus um, takes that accusation of him not being able to honor the Sabbath day and he kind of flips their approach on them and he shows us and he teaches us that the Sabbath was not created as a thing that we have to uphold, but rather it was a gift created by God for mankind. And he shows them that rest was not a mandatory law, but rather rest is a gift that should be honored. Rest is a gift that you should focus on. And so I think it's just so important to take time and, and everything that you do and, and, and no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, whether that's work, whether that's family, whether, you know, whatever, just be able to, to shut things down, to pull back from the world and just, just take a moment to just rejuvenate, to, to be able to just be yourself. Yeah. Definitely. I love, um, you touched a little bit on idolizing work and it makes me think of a quote that I actually, I think I shared it on Instagram a couple weeks ago and it literally said what you're saying. It said that anytime you feel guilty resting, you've made work an idol. And that was so convicting to me. Um, because like I said, that productivity, that's like, adrenaline for me to to be able to I mean ask Andrew you will find to-do lists all over our house (laughs) because I love that feeling of checking something off and and getting something done and so to think of that and to realize that if I can't just sit down and rest not watch a tv show not scroll mindlessly through my phone but rest spiritually rest in him if I can't do that, then I have made work an idol in my life. And I think that is so convicting. Like, it, it makes me think of um, John Piper in one of his books. He actually talks about how um, at the end of the day when we become tired, it's just God's reminder to us that his infinite power is enough every time we it's it's that daily reminder right you know like every time you get sleepy it's god's way of reminding us hey you have to rest you have to take a break like you need my strength and you need my power and we could look at that as um, we could get frustrated and we could look at our to-do list and see how much we have it marked off or we could look at that and say thank you god Thank you for that reminder that I need to lean into you, that I can't do this on my own. This isn't in my own power, but in you, I can find strength. Right. And I think rest also just, it speaks of not just a a physical rest or not just a a mental rest, but I think that it also speaks to a spiritual aspect of us, Uh, you know, our, our heart and our, our soul, what we, you know, the spirit side of us that has that longing, that communication with God um, I believe very firmly that we there's a, a spirit side of us that must rest in things. Hebrews chapter 4 kind of talks about this a little bit. It tells um, of those that do not obey, 
cannot enter the rest of the Lord. Well, if you think of the rest of the Lord, it's the it's that gift that I was just talking about, and it's that that balance that God intended for us to be able to take time away from everything. Mm-hmm. And you can also kind of see um, evidence and and a little more proof of that in Revelation chapter fourteen. It speaks of a place that there will be no rest, day or night. It's talking about eternal. Uh, if you were to to be cast into into hell and to uh, in eternity. And so I think, I think rest is just, it's such a unique thing that you really have to, if you, if you're really going to dive deep into it, if you're really truly going to rest is that it's not, it's not just a, okay, well I'll take this day off, but it's being intentional. Mm -hmm. It's taking that, making that decision that says, I'm going to, I'm going to rest in body and mind and spirit and everything that I do, I'm going to be able to turn things off and just, just be able to focus on him. And I think it's safe to say that the Bible is trying to teach us the model of, of what we, what we do on earth is what will be our result and our reward in heaven Mm -hmm. or in eternity. And I say that because Hebrews chapter four teaches us that those who obey shall find the rest of the Lord. And revelation 14 teaches us that if we do not obey, that, we will enter into a place where there is no rest. Mm -hmm. God commanded us from the beginning that rest is a holy thing and to be holy. Right. I think God's trying to show us and tell us, take this time and listen to my word and, and take time to relax, take time to rest in your body, in your spirit, in your mind. If you can obey me and rest in your fleshly life in the world that you have, I will give you the eternal rest of my presence in eternity. But if you ignore that and you idolize the things of this world, if you can't disconnect, if you can't remove yourself from the comparison of everything that wraps you up around you, and you can't take that moment to rest, to focus on me, to re- rejuvenate and revive your relationship with me, then you will not find that rest in eternity. Yeah. I think it's very, it can be somewhat sobering, but also very refreshing to think that all we have to do is just take time, be intentional with what we are doing, being intentional, spending time with God, and that that rest will follow us, not only in this life, but in into eternity with us. It's so humbling, too, because to be able to take a step back and not provide something of value like of your talent, of your ability to just pull back and realize, you know what? God can do this without me. Like the world will continue without me. If I shut my phone off for 20 minutes, it's going to be okay. And also in your, in your church too. So in our local church, I do a little bit of uh, kind of like service planning and I work a lot with our media, our music and our musicians and uh, some of our leadership as well. And um, in a meeting, I told I told everyone whenever I was kind of just going over, you know, what my plans were and how I would send out notifications to people for if they're being used and in that service or not. I told everyone, and and I would stand by this, and I know our pastor stands by this as well. Is it's completely okay to take a service, and of course talk to your leadership, talk to your pastor and your church where you're at. But it's completely okay to take a service and just to say. I know I usually play this instrument every single week, but this week 
I just need to be there. Yeah. I just need to sit in service and be able to soak it in. And that may be hard for your, you know, depending on your, your program or your church where you're at, depending on how many volunteers you guys have, that may be hard for you to work out. I'm not saying just spring it on your pastor, walk in Sunday morning and say, hey, I'm not playing today. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> no, be smart about it. But even in your ministry, don't be afraid to talk to your leadership and to try to find ways to say, hey, is there any way that I can just, can I just take a week off and just be able to come to service and just soak in the presence of the Lord? I think yeah. it's absolutely necessary that we try to do that. Yeah, in church, in our home, and in, in every aspect of our life, I agree. It it has to go back to that realizing um, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. I need to ground myself in the Word and in God, and I need to have that foundation because if I don't reset and have that, then I'm not just hurting myself, but I'm hurting everyone around me. And that's that's when you see burnout, too. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of move into wrapping up, uh, I just want to make note, too, that a lot of times we even did uh, an interview on the podcast about hearing the voice of God. And... I think it's really important to recognize that sometimes we can't hear God or we can't know His will because we've gotten so caught up in allowing every single other voice, the people around us, all of these things consume our thoughts and our minds and we haven't just rested in Him. And an example of that is in 1 Samuel chapter 3 when um, Samuel, the scripture says, laid down to sleep um, and he was sleeping where the ark of God was. Is It's noted in scripture. Um, and so I think, you know, that's not by accident. He was resting where the Lord's presence was residing. Yeah. And so you need to be aware. You need to, you need to be cautious when you let your guard down. What are you, what's residing around you? What, yeah. what are you in the presence of? You need to pray over your home. You need to pray in your car. You need to be aware, um, and mindful that you're putting yourself in a vulnerable place, um, when you let all of these things into your mind. And so to rest in the, in the presence of the Lord in this chapter, um, is actually where God begins to speak to Samuel and he keeps going to Eli and he's saying, yeah, what is it? What do you need? What do you need? And it happens, I believe, three times. And finally, Eli um, tells him, you know, the Lord's trying to speak to you. And it, requir- it required rest for Samuel to hear the, the, the word from God. Yeah. It was in a place of rest in the presence of God. And so um, it's just that gentle reminder that this isn't just going to profit you, you know, to feel better, but, you know, God has ordained rest for it to be something in a place where he can be with you. He can speak with you and he can kind of help direct your path. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think this holiday season, this Christmas, this new year's, you know, it's so easy with new year's resolutions to feel like, well, this person's doing this and their resolution is this and their resolution. So I got to have 10 resolutions and no, it's okay. Maybe make your, your, your new year's resolution this year just to be, to rest. Yeah. To take to, five minutes a day. Yeah. And make, you know, from eight to eight Oh five in the evening. I don't know. That's not late to some <laughs> people, but it is to me. Um, that's your time where you tell your friends and family, my phone goes on airplane mode and those five minutes are five minutes that I quote scripture on the character of God, or I just listen and I just quiet myself. Yeah. Find rest in your holiday season in the crazy, busy shopping, visiting family, 
traveling, social media, everything that's going on, find time to rest and revive yourself and and find time to, to spend valuable time with those people around you in that rest as well. Yeah, we love you guys. Um, we're praying for you and we are speaking to ourselves because we definitely need to rest as well. Absolutely. <laughs> we will see you guys next week and Merry Christmas. Next week will be Christmas. That's so. crazy. It's already <laughs> here. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.